The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherded Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherded Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gilland as always, and our guest today is Aura Lynn Rouse. And now, I, Mike, I met Aura Lynn several years ago at the Christian Chamber. Oh, okay. And at the time, she was just starting her ministry. In fact, I don't even know that she had her 501c3 yet. It was that new. Mm-hmm. But uh, she has an organization called Angels of Min- Mercy ministries okay and i bumped into or it wasn't a bump in it was a god moment that we bumped into church in together church about three weeks ago mm-hmm. and some amazing things happened Andy so, searle's church that we absolutely. have him on all the time absolutely so uh, arlen was there presenting because it was service day and she was presenting what her ministry does and then at the church they were doing these gifts to give to, to mm-hmm. the people she serves. So welcome, Arlen. I'm glad you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. So Arlen, you have Angels of Mercy Ministries. Would you tell us what you do? What are some of the ways you serve? So we have a ministry for women coming from prison, jail, and rehab. Um, we give them a second chance at life. We give them a firm foundation in the Lord help them with their recovery program, whatever that looks like, and um, then learn how to balance everything else. Okay. Um, and we also have um, Angels on the Inside, where we go into the Seminole County Jail, and I have volunteers mm-hmm. under me Monday through Thursday, and we teach the ladies life skills and about Jesus and recovery there too. It's interesting, Mike. We hear over and over again men's ministries, that go in mm-hmm. to the right. in and out. We right. you've inter, interviewed Tammy out, yeah. Fisher yeah. inside yeah. and out. Yeah, but it's a lot very male oriented. Arlen, yeah. are, are there many organizations that go in and minister to women like you do? Um, at Johnny Polk, no. Um, and at the other ones, I think there may be. We at have Orange we've County. had one person on my yeah. program, okay. uh, that does that, and she's really great. Mm-hmm. So, Arlen, what? Mike and I have both found over the years as people that God has called to found and run an organization oftentimes are a product of an organization like that who helped them. Is that kind of the case in in your, in your story? Yes, absolutely. So walk us through uh, what got you to angels of mercy ministry. Okay. So um, just a little back history. I grew up, my grandfather was Jewish. He married Mm -hmm. a Catholic woman and my mother was very spiritual. I call her agnostic. She was kind of looking for the truth. So I really didn't have a good background. I didn't know Christ. I didn't have a relationship. And I kind of lived recklessly and um, lived life just crazy. And so anyway, I ended up having a horrible accident in um, 2000. I don't know why it slipped me. 
2008. And so they changed my life forever. I was a nurse working at the hospital, you know, just newly married, living the life my way, you know, not with God, mm-hmm. of course. And um, I found out that my now ex-husband had an affair and I just went off the edge and I had not been drinking for those past two years. And I ended up drinking one night, going out, um, driving. Somebody put something in my drink at the bar and I fell asleep at the wheel and hit a man. And um, ended up going to prison, changed my life forever. Um, but in that, I met Jesus. He met me right where I was and pulled me out of that miry clay when I didn't think that I was going to make it through that prison sentence. He was there with me. Um, he sent people, I, I say, Jesus with skin on. They came mm-hmm. in there and they loved on me and they accepted me and they didn't care what happened and they didn't care why I was there. They just knew that they wanted me to know how much Jesus loved me. And um, I spent 395 days in Johnny Polk Correctional Facility, and I watched the revolving door, and I saw um, these women with all the great hopes of getting out and doing great things, and they'd be back in 10 days with nowhere to go, no stability, no home, and they'd have to go back to the pro- the pimp and do the same things and then feel horrible about themselves. So um, I knew I had to do something about it. And um, You know, that is so... Interesting, because Mike, we've heard this over and over again. People who get out of jail, mm-hmm. but within a first a few days, purposely yeah. do another crime yeah. just so that they can go back in because they have no infrastructure on the outside yeah. and it's safe mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. jail. Yeah, and it's horrible. And and I see, I saw that revolving door. And then when I got to prison, God gave me a vision. Um, Habakkuk two and two. He woke me up early, had me write it down, and I drew the picture. And it was a transition home. And I was like, Wow, that's great, Lord. Who's going to do that? <laughs> and so here we are. Fast forward, I got out in 2012, and I had to reinvent myself. Like I said, I was a nurse, and so I um, started to. Uh, go to school to become a paralegal. And all the while I kept had had in the back of my head, you got to do something. And so I met you in 2019. Mm -hmm. I was working for the law firm um, and Mike and I went to the chamber and uh, I had not had my 501c3 yet. I still had it kind of in the back of my Mm -hmm. head. And uh, it was just pushing, God was pushing me forward. And he did in 2019, we start, we coined the name Angels of Mercy Ministries and um, got our first home at the end of 2019 and revamped it and uh, got our first lady, our first angel in 2020. Just, uh, you, you got your home just before coronavirus. We did. We did. Yeah. And we started right in the middle of that. And, and God just really, I mean, everybody brought everything you can even imagine. Brand new air conditioners, somebody to put them in, countertops, everything. He wanted the ladies to know how much that he loved them. He wanted them to have a home of beauty, you know, that was nice for them. So I want to step back a little bit. So you're, you're in prison, you're in jail, mm-hmm. and... You have a change of attitude. You have a change of purpose. Mm-hmm. Walk us through that. What did that look like? How were you served? And to get to that kind of defining moment mm-hmm. where you knew that you knew that you knew, you had a lot of hope and you had direction. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it starts with Chaplain Westmoreland. Um, she met me right where I was in Johnny Polk. Okay. She met me there, and I said the prayer a few years back. But, you know, that 18-inch disconnect? Mm-hmm. I said it here and didn't do it here. Sure. And then I came back. She's pointing to head and heart. Yeah, right? head and heart, right, right. We're not on TV. Sorry, I forget. The longest 18 inches in the world right there. <laughs> the longest, right. So I ended up coming back um, with this accident, and she, um, you know, led me to the Lord and cu- counseled me and discipled me and really showed me how much he loved me. And then when I got to prison, um, I was in faith-based, and every day of the week, Monday through Friday, was a different person who would bring in the word. You know, you know, Pentecostal, Miss Shaw was coming on Monday, and it was hellfire. You know, we were <laughs> praising the Lord, and mm-hmm. then Church of Christ, it was definitely the word, but there wasn't a lot of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so you knew every day what you could expect, sure. and you had great expectation on what the Lord was going to bring in there. And, and I mean, we did shut-ins. We would be in the church all night praising and praying and worshiping the Lord. I had never had an experience like I did when I was in prison. It was almost the best thing that really ever happened. It's interesting you say that because I've heard heard people say that that have had the experience like you is that when they were on the outside, that's when they were in prison. Mm. But on the inside, they felt great freedom in the Lord. I was so free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Like he freed me. He like I did AA from the time I was like my first DUI. I had my first DUI and 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 I'm an alcoholic and I'm 15 years clean and sober by the grace of God. Amen. And I had my first DUI and from there I would have to go to AA but I would never listen. So he brought me to a program called Celebrate Recovery which mm-hmm. is a 12 step program for anyone with hurts, habits or hang-ups. And I did my f- first real fourth and fifth step there. I did my a lot of work on myself in there. I got a time out from life to really figure out I'm an alcoholic, but why? Where did the trauma start? How did I get here? Why do I keep making these bad choices and these bad behaviors all the time? And he just healed me and loved on me right there and showed me these tools that I didn't know were going to be for others as well. God didn't work on your the symptoms. Mm-mm. He went right to the source. He went right So there. he was really your cure. He was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that I know that he delivered me. But like I said, he gave me tools for the, for these programs like AA, like Celebrate Recovery, because in those programs, I get to talk about the goodness of God all the time, how he saved me, how he gave me a program that I can work these steps and help others and be of service, because that's how I stay sober, by serving other people. And then he allowed me to be the CEO and founder of a, a that's all I do. I get to serve people every day. I get to talk about him every day, like best job ever. What's amazing is that when we did meet at the chamber years ago, mm-hmm. you had a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, you now have purpose and direction. Yes. He's, he's formed that into, into the ministry. Well, wow, you know, we're coming up on uh, a break. So, but before we do that, would you give folks uh, an idea of how to get in touch with you? Give us a phone number and sure. a website. Sure. So we are angelsofmercyministries.org, and we also have Instagram and Facebook. Or you can call um, 321-696-9850, and um, all my information is on the web. You can see it there. And keep in mind that's angels, plural, not angel of mercy, angelsofmercyministries.org. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. 
Mike, that was about the fastest segment I, I can ever remember. Right. I looked at the clock and couldn't believe it. Yes. So, Arlen, when we come back from the break, let's uh-huh. talk about your ministry and specific ways you serve and how others can serve the community through supporting you and your ministry. Okay. So we're listening to The Shepherd at Work, Mark Goldstein and Mike Gillen in the studio today with the amazing Arlen Rouse. And we'll be back right after these brief messages. If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. We're back, The Shepherd at Work, and we're talking to Arlen Rouse about her ministry, angelsofmercyministries.org. That's the website. Yes. So we talked briefly uh, in the, the first segment about what you do. Now let's talk about some nuts and bolts, the meat and potatoes of how you do it. So let's go ahead and start with the, the different aspects of ministry. So do we want to talk with the house first? Sure. Okay, go ahead. So um, we, like I said, we got that first house on Palmetto and um, we just got last year Christmas. And that's in Sanford. Correct. Okay. Um, the house on Palmetto is a duplex. It's a three bedroom, two bath on each side. Okay. And then now we have Riverview, which is TARP, the Angels Restoration Place. God gave me that on the whiteboard right before it happened. And um, we got it on Jesus's birthday. Um, last year. So super, super grateful for that. And it's a a sanctuary. It's a three bedroom, two and a half bath in the main house. Mm -hmm. It's a two bedroom, one bath duplex attached where Lisa now lives. She was living in Palmetto inside the house with the girls. And Lisa is? The house mother. Okay. Co-founder. She's an RN. She has been here with me since the beginning. And um, so she lives on property. And that way we can hold the women's medication double locked behind the door. Um, She's there. She does the intake process with them. She does the Devo every morning. They're at devotion together, Mm -hmm. 730. Um, They talk about the Lord. They read through scriptures. They memorize Bible scriptures weekly. Um, They go to church every Sunday. They do a meeting a day, AANA, Celebrate Recovery. Um, and so we just, like I said, give them a firm foundation. If they need life skills, we send them, we don't recreate the wheel. We send them the operation new hope downtown, or, um, we do work with the sharing center. They have project rise and they help give them, you know, resume skills, build the resume interview skills, get them a job basically. Um, and so we work with those folks and then we help them, just integrate back whatever that looks like individualized for each lady and then they can move to palmetto which is now phase two okay so let's stick with phase one now all would you say all of the women that are there have recently come out of jail 
Yes, most women are jail. There's a few prison and then also a few rehab. So how do they end up in in your facility? So um, I have a relationship with Johnny Polk. I go in there, like I said, I've been going in there since 2017, bringing in a Bible study Mm -hmm. um, and with Chaplain Westmoreland. um, And now they had asked me to do this contract last year. So it's been a year. And so I have a good relationship with them. They send me people who, um, and when we do the angels on the inside, we can find the candidates that might need to come. Sure. And then also word of mouth, other ones that are in the Renew program might want to come to us. Um, so it just depends. And we also go to the prison on a on a quarterly reentry fair and Gadsden, where I'm from, and we get some from there. Are there, is there a, a qualification, if you will? I mean, are there some women that are coming out of jail, out of prison, that would not be a good fit? So they have to want to or already currently have a relationship with the Lord. Okay. It's a Christ-based um, place. So that's, a, and they have to have 30 days clean and sober. So those are our basic requirements. We have an essay that they fill out, five pages. Um, how did you get to where you are in life? How do you not plan, plan on not going back? What you expect from the ministry? And then an application, of course. And then we pray about it and ask the Lord, is this who you want to be here? And a lot of times they don't make it because God knows their heart and I don't, you know, we want to help everybody, but they have to have a heart and they really have to want to do it. I can't do it for them. And I can imagine there are some that could be brought in that would end up being a disruptive influence for everybody else. Absolutely. And that's what we don't want. One bad apple spoils the bunch. So, so it it looks like phase one is the real triage and the boot camp, if you will. So, they graduate from that. How long does that generally take? Now that's six to 18 months, depending okay. on the person. Okay. Individualized. So if they've been down a long time, it may take them a little longer, right? So it just depends. What I like about this is, Mike, we've heard of people they, that insurance will just let them come in for X amount of time, mm-hmm. and then they're released regardless. Yeah. In your case, a woman stays in there until she's ready to get out, not until you got to send her out. That's right. That is, that's fantastic. So they graduate phase one, then tell us about phase two. And then phase two is Palmetto and they're working. They've worked through at least the fifth step with their sponsor and they're, they don't need us to hold their hand. They can do the things that they need to do. They can get to work. They can um, go to church. Well, we drive them to church and meetings. Of course we have drivers that do that, but they're living life on life's terms. I'm not having to follow behind them. Hey, how many meetings have you made this week? You know, have you put in your volunteer hours this week? I shouldn't have to do that with these gals. They should be basically roomating together to get them to phase three, which would be an apartment or um, a house or wherever they plan. So in phase two, um, I'm sure there's still accountability because now they're away from the home and there's all the elements that could distract them. So how do you kind of strengthen them and prepare them again for facing those obstacles or challenges? The firm foundation in the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. he's always with you. He's He's the one watching you. I'm not always there holding your hand. You know, you have to do the right thing when nobody's looking. It's integrity. And we have we have senior residents that are there. So, you know, and when you've got a bunch of women, they're good at tattling. <laughs> it's really helpful. And uh, having it to where there's not a, a firm drop date, if you will, it sounds like you're not letting somebody go out and leave and get into phase two until you know that they're ready. 
That's right. That's right. Because then they could disrupt that flow as well. And sometimes we also get ladies from phase two that may have been in another program and it just wasn't a good fit for them. Okay. But they're clean and sober nine months and they have, you know what I mean? Sure. So that those, those people can drop in there too. Now, phase three, I'm sure that you get so excited when women get in that. So tell us about phase three. So phase three is also individualized. You know, we work with Kim at Home for Good. I have three of my graduates that live in her property. She built next to Aspire downtown. Um, I have Stan, who is uh, also one of my board members. He's a He's a donor. He's very helpful. And he has a lot of properties in Sanford. So he, Stan Smith? Yes. Know the dude. Yes. He's Good man. great. Good he's, man. He's been here since the beginning with me. And so um, he has several properties. And so he'll rent at a at a discounted rate to our angels and help them. And he's actually helping me right now. It's a real problem trying to get sexual offenders anywhere to live. Oh, and so he's helping me with that as well. And so, um, and wherever, if maybe they want a roommate, I got uh, my last graduate just roommated with a good friend, Robin. She's been a good friend of mine and she needed a roommate. So uh, just where the Lord puts them where they need to be and helps them get there and, and uses us. So give us a success story. Somebody who came all the way through phase three and is now doing great. I have so many that I can think of, but I'm going to use... Um, Janice, because Janice came from my prison um, Christmas last year, and she um, had been down for seven years. She's an addict, uh, opiate crisis. And I knew her daughter from um, uh, Celebrate Recovery. And she would come there, and she's actually, I met her daughter first. Can you help my mom? And so I ended up talking back and forth with her mom at Gadsden, and she got released to us, and, and Jessica had um, young, you know, children that are teenage a- a- ages, four of them. And so when she got out, you know, she was doing really good. She hit the dirt running. She's disabled, but she um, went to, to work part-time at Popeye. She, you know, she wanted to get everything she could. She graduated my program probably the quickest of anybody. I want to say may have been five months. And so she, um, Jessica, her daughter, died in her addiction one month after she was home. Children found her in a bathroom with a needle in her arm. And this is what she came home to. And she could have done what? Relapse. She could have went back out. She had a firm foundation, you know, and she's been... um, like I said, she graduated and she, and Stan put her in a property so she could try to get her grants back. And she's been fighting diligently because they're in the system now, you mm-hmm. know, fighting diligently to get them back and doing the next right thing and being part of her showing up for herself every day, even when it's hard. So I feel like she transitioned in so well. It wasn't perfect, right? But, you know, things happened, but she still leans on the rock. She's still, you know, she's a member at Action Church. She mm-hmm. goes to church. She helps women. She, you know, like I said, I had this problem with the sexual offender, and she took her in. And just so good. Just God is working a good work in her. And she could have ended up being a statistic of somebody who spends her life in jail. That's right. She that went right amazing. back out. Yeah. Uh, I got to share this story because, folks, you can help this organization in many, many ways. And this time of year, please look at doing that. Uh, most folks know, Mike, that uh, my wife, Ronnie, passed away on November yes. 8th. Yeah. Um, I One of the things I was going to find that was going to be difficult to do is find a place for her clothes. That's a big problem always. When, it was. Yeah. yeah. So without going into a lot of detail, I was at church at Andy Searle's church. Arlen was there and she starts talking about her ministry. Now, again, I remembered Aura Lynn from years ago. 
I talked to a mutual friend, a friend who you've we've interviewed mm-hmm. here, Don Sipley. Yeah. I said, Don, I know you had mentioned an organization in Sanford that um, could probably use the clothes. Well, I'm sitting here listening to Arlen talk, and I really would like to give them to her. Within seconds, she texts back and she says, "That's the organization." <laughs> wow. That mo- that Monday. It was a joy packing up all the clothes. And on Tuesday, your, your some staff members came out. Yeah. And I got to tell you what a joy it was because Ronnie had everything from 10s to 22s. Yep. She never got rid of anything. So for me, what was going to be a trying time was so, was so joyful and blessing because I know, mm-hmm. I know how those clothes are a blessing to your ministry. Right. So within, within a few seconds, give us your email or your website and your phone number again so folks can connect. So the website is angelsofmercyministries.org. My phone number is 321-696-9850. And the shop is Angel Second Chance Boutique. And that's 2553 Park Drive. They work there, volunteer there, and we give a lot away to the community. Arlen, thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, we will see you all next time on The Shepherd at Work. Have a blessed week. Thank you for having me been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who'll show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.